Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And with the start of high school football season on Friday, we welcome in my old boss and good friend, Todd Freed, who hosts H-Town High School Sports on AT&T Sportsnet and the CW. And Todd, I want to say you've been hosting a high school sports show in Houston for, is it 21 years now? Uh, technically, it's 22 of course, I started when I was in high school. So, you know, that's how young I am. <laughs> Give or take. Okay, maybe I was just out of high school. So we started, as you know, you're with me most of the way on High School Sports Live on Channel 55, The Tube. And then uh, I went on to High School Sports Zone. for That was 10 years at The Tube. For 10 years at Channel 57, The Cube. So I went from The Tube to The Cube. And then almost two years ago, I went independent with H-Town High School Sports. And as you mentioned, the show itself airs Saturdays at 10 p.m. on CW39. And then Monday through Thursday, generally around 530, 5, 530 on AT&T Sportsnet. So that's the history. 22 years and going strong. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remind everybody one more time uh, towards the end of the show times. Uh, in, in case uh, you want to tune in every week and you definitely want to do that. And in, in the NFL draft just a few months ago, Todd, I want to say there were 12 Houston area kids drafted and, and then several more undrafted, but in NFL camps, the Texans alone drafted three guys. I, I think if you're a Texan fan, you know, a task seat is Kenyon Green, Stafford's Jalen Petrie and Cypher's Austin DeCulis. If you can maybe drop some more names on us, because there's a lot of them. Well, one thing that's interesting uh the three you mentioned, of course, three local guys going to the Texans, and that's pretty amazing right there. And Klein Collins had two guys drafted. How many high schools have two players drafted? That Isaiah Spiller, who, of course, went to A&M, and then Cameron Good, a linebacker for Klein Collins. He was picked, and I believe what round was that? He was picked fairly early. He was in the no, he was seventh round. Isaiah went in the fourth round to the Chargers. So you had 12 guys from Houston, as you mentioned. Several guys who signed as free agents, like Garrett King, who uh, a great player from uh, Manville, then U of H, uh, Miami, then he signed with New England. And so you had a lot of really great players who didn't even get drafted, who also suit up for NFL teams as well. So a dozen players, Texas led the way, I think, with 33 or something like that and 12 of them coming from the Houston area. So that's not bad at all. Yeah, and I think Galveston Ball, you talk about the two guys from Clyde Collins. Ball had a guy drafted and one non-drafted brothers, the McCullum brothers, Zion and Tristan. Yeah, Zion McCullum went in the fifth round and his brother. And then you had a guy from Laporte, Terrell Bernard. And then you had uh, uh, Otito Ogunaya. I remember him from high school, big defensive lineman. He got drafted. He's from Katie Taylor, went to USC. And Mike Woods, a great wide receiver from Magnolia, went to OU. He got picked in the sixth round. And so, you know, it's it's really a, a great list of players. Yeah, and, and a couple of guys from Katie. I don't know if they were drafted, but Hayden Howerton, Ryder Anderson. You got Taylor Humphrey from Klein Oak, uh, Leon O'Neill from Cy Springs, Jaden Peavy from Baylor. I mean, just, and like I said, not all of them drafted, but, I mean, to have all of these different guys 
in NFL camp. It's just, it's a, it's unreal. Houston just does it over and over again. It just goes on and on and it never ceases to amaze us. But uh, this year's crop was as good as it gets. And we got three of them here in Houston. So that's pretty good. You, you got a favorite memory or two, maybe a game from the last couple of decades covering high school. I mean, you've seen Vince Young, Ed Oliver, Derek Carr, Mike Evans, Andrew Luck, and on and on and on and on. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of memories. So you can start probably the most recent one, uh, you know, one of the most famous plays in Texas State football history was just what, three years ago, uh, North Shore, the Hail Mary, Demetrius Davis to A.J. Carter. Uh, of course, that, that was at the, in Dallas, North Shore won the state championship. But if we go back, uh, I mean, Vince Young, of course. Of course, back then he was known as Vincent Young. And the best memory I have of him was that, and we've seen it, and you've seen the highlights of that game against North Shore, one of the greatest high school football games ever. Uh, in the playoffs, I believe it was the regional finals. And uh, that has to be one of the more incredible games you'll ever see. And that was Vincent Young against North Shore. And somehow he pulled that game. Of course, we all know the Sam McGuffey play, the, the play seen around the world back in 2007, the hurdle that we had on High School Sports Live exclusively. And that was kind of lucky. That was kind of a funny story. And you were there, Robert. Remember uh, Owen, our photographer, he went to the Cy Fair game. I think they were playing Cy Creek, but I don't remember for sure. And he got there, and it was like 35 nothing. Uh, Cy Fair was leaping at halftime. And he called. He says, well, what do I do? I said, well, I'll just stay so you'll we'll get something while you're there. And then, sure enough, in that third quarter was that famous hurdle where Sam McGuffey steps on the guy's back and goes in for the touchdown. That's one of the most uh, viral plays probably ever in Texas high school football. So, I mean, you can go on and on. I, uh, from probably the most memorable day, doubleheader, was 2003. And that was at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. And you had Katie playing. Katie was the underdog playing South Lake Carroll, and then you had Lamarck playing Benton Ryan, class uh, 5A and 4, I think it was still called 5A back then, 5A and 4A state championship games, and Katie put together an incredible comeback and won it the final two minutes, and then Lamarck uh, triple overtime won, won that game. I think uh, Rashad Bobineau was the uh, famous linebacker for Lamarck. So that was one of the most incredible days back in 2003. And a week earlier, that same year, North Shore had defeated the Woodlands in an all-grady Houston state championship. That was Division One. That was with Robert Reed. And so that week was probably among the biggest memories of all time. Yeah, you talk about Robert Reed and my favorite memory uh, of just – Football in general over the last 20 years was after Robert Reed won the national championship at Rice Stadium. Uh, maybe the the last great moment at Rice Stadium, you could say in some way. Sorry, sorry about that, Rice Owls fans. But Robert Reed wins the championship, and I go down on the field, and as they're celebrating, everybody stops, and the entire North Shore team and fans 
start singing happy birthday because it was Robert Reed's birthday when they won the national championship. And you talk about the Vince Young play and there, that game. And I, I, I want to say that's the last great sporting event in the Houston Astrodome was that Vince Young game against North Shore. You may be right. You may be right. That, that's It probably is. That game uh, had everything. Remember the photographer? Vince Young uh, broke free on a 60-yard so touchdown run and goes through the end zone and then right into the photographer. Who was the photographer? Do you remember? I think it was Raymond. I think it was Raymond over at uh, Channel uh, 26. Got he broke he he broke open and then he broke uh, Raymond open. I think in the end zone, <laughs> he loved them. Uh, uh, that that was amazing. But uh, I mean, there's just so many games and memories you just don't think of. I mean. Uh, a secondary, not a secondary level, here in Houston in 2015 at, uh, I guess it was called Reliance Stadium at the time, you had North Shore and Katy both winning state championship games in a doubleheader. Those games were supposed to be played in Dallas like they are every year. Uh, and I have a bone to pick with that. Doesn't have to have, doesn't have to be that way every year, does it? But uh, <laughs> I think the Cowboys had inadvertently or mistakenly or unknowingly, whatever, scheduled a playoff game, uh, scheduled a game that Saturday. Uh, it was during the holidays, so they had to move the championships to Houston. And it worked out great for us because we had North Shore, I believe, uh, Lake Travis, and then Katy and, and Austin Westlake. And so you had North Shore. And that was the beginning of the resurgence. Not that North Shore ever dropped off, but the beginning of their newfound resurgence. You know, they've won you know, four state championships in 2015, three of the last four years. So, which is really incredible on the highest level, 6A Division One. That was an awesome memory as well, uh, not that long ago, you know, 2015. I'm just curious from your perspective. I mean, you've seen Katie and North Shore and the success that they've had over the years that's just been unbelievable. What do you make of it? How are they? I mean, I know you get this question a lot, but how are Katie and North Shore doing this every year? I think Katie's won 21 or they had 21 straight 10 win seasons and seven state titles since 2000. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, uh, well, I, be, I think it begins with coaching, coaching, coaching. They have great coaches and they don't go anywhere. I mean, how long has Gary Joseph been there? He was the defensive coordinator when they won the 2003 state championship. That was Mike Johnston's legendary coach as well last year. He's been the head coach ever since. Uh, so great coaching stuff, a great system. And Katie, uh, I mean, they're playing Katie offenses when they're in sixth grade. You know, it all, it all comes together. And I think uh, one thing that's helped, and I could be a little off on this, Katie is, you know, a lot of the new schools they built haven't invaded too much of their space. And we have so many new high schools where this guy would have gone to this guy high school, this one would have gone to this one, and they've kind of stayed, they've kind of kept their own area. And so I think that's helped as well. But you had Peyto come in recently, and they won state uh, just last year. And just getting off, off, tar off base there, that's going to be a great game. Pato and Katie in a couple of months, but North Shore, same thing. John, you know, you had David Amon who built that program 
And then the year he left, John Kay comes in and wins state in 2015. And, and North Shore is a very large school with so many great athletes. And they're not building new high schools anywhere around there. So you've got all those great players coming up, and they're all going into North Shore. So I think that's helped. So I think it's just college coaching and obviously talent, but having that set up. It's just, it all falls in place. Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, North Shore hasn't had the other schools coming in poaching the, their talent. So you understand it a little bit. Katie, it's a lot more miraculous because we've seen so many schools since you and I have even started that have been built out in Katie. And, and, you know, they take talent here or there, but Katie just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling right along. And right now I saw a preseason national poll, North Shore ranked eighth, Katie ranked 55th it's the same old same old for those two schools but let's preview the season just a bit and who who should we watch for besides those two schools what who else in the houston area are you looking at in the state top 10 or top 12 you got four teams from houston that's not the only ones to look out for north shore is preseason number two in texas only because austin westlake is number one uh and then you've got katie i believe is preseason five the Westfield Mustangs, that's a team, you know, they're, uh, for people who don't know how it's divided up, you've got most of Houston schools are region three, but a lot of the schools out north, Spring, Klein, the Woodlands, Conroe area are region two. So they go a different route in the playoffs. A lot of times that route's pretty tough. Uh, but so Westfield, preseason top 10, and then right outside the top 10, you have a Tascacita. Uh, Ridge Point out of Fort Bend, Missouri City. They had a great year last year. They have loads of talent, uh, uh, including uh, Andy Kalu's son, BK Kalu. There's just a lot of great players. Uh, who A lot of NFL retired guys who live in that area, and you have <laughs> great lineage of players out there in that Ridge Point, Missouri City area. Dickinson, as always, the Gulf Coast talent out there. And they'll have a great team. And uh, so those are some of the teams to watch out. 6A, 5A, uh, your one-two punches, uh, Crosby and Fort Bend Marshall. And interestingly enough, they're going to play on the second week of the season on Thursday night. Actually, I'll be doing, doing the play-by-play on that game. It'll be on AT&T Sportsnet uh, next Thursday. Uh, so in 5A, watch out for those teams, Crosby. And Fort Ben Marshall. Crosby has a tremendous quarterback, Siren Miles, and uh, maybe one of the top two, three quarterbacks in Houston. Yeah, Crosby, they are always a blast to watch. So much fun. Their offense is up and down. The games are up and down. I've been to a lot of Crosby games over the years. Love watching the Cougars. Todd, if you're if you're not a fan of a particular school, but we, you want to see a future college or NFL star, you're like, I I just want to see just an incredible, somebody I could tell my, my kids about in a few years, who who should you go see? Well, I would recommend going to this Thursday's game between the Woodlands and North shore. Uh, What a season opener. Uh, The Woodlands quarterback, Mabry Metallier. uh, He's a junior now as a freshman. He already looked like Trevor Lawrence. He's six, five, 220 pounds. Got the long, uh, streaking blonde hair. And that is one guy you want to go watch. And then North Schwartz quarterback, Caleb Bailey, as a freshman last year, all he did was lead his team 
to the uh, 6A Division One state championship. So he's one of the really up-and-coming players. So I like those guys a lot. Uh, not to harp on Katie. Seth Davis, their running back, he uh, he's, he rushed for, I believe, 2,400 yards last season. He has over 4,000 yards rushing. He has a chance to become the all-time leading rusher in the history of Katie football. There's a quarterback at Willis High School of all schools, and I believe he's the only five-star quarterback in Houston, DJ Lagway, and uh, he's ranked the number one dual-threat junior quarterback in the country. And so that'll be something when Willis plays the Woodlands to see those two quarterbacks because they are in the same district. There's a there's a wide receiver at uh, Langham Creek, Jaquiz Petaway. He's one of the top wide receivers in the country as well. So, I mean, those are some of the guys I would keep an eye out for. And the guy Crosby, the quarterback, Siren Miles, who I mentioned earlier, he's a, he's a guy to watch out for. I also like Zion Brown, the quarterback at Atascacita. Atascacita and Dickinson play on Thursday night to open the season. Yeah, and also, I, I guess if you look at it, besides Petaway, he's a UT commit. There, there are two other UT commits for next year. El Campo running back Ruben Owens is top 20 nationally. I was about to say, Ruben, he was the number one. Uh, he was a national player of the year last year. He is not going to Texas, though. He changed oh. his commitment. Yeah, I believe. Is he going to Louisville? Or is it at, or was it Mississippi State? I'll tell you right now. He's going to Louisville. Yeah. He changed his commitment to Louisville. Now that could change again. <laughs> but uh uh yeah, he's out of Ocampo, so you know, it's it's a good haul if you want to go see him play, but uh Ocampo got a good hundred miles from here. But you know, they'll come in uh they play Stafford in the same district, although I think the Stafford game this year is at El Campo, but that's another great player to watch out for. The third Longhorn commit, you, you might correct me because he might have, you know, these guys changed their mind like they changed clothes, but you got Eisenhower wide receiver Ryan Niblett. Is he still going? He's top 100 guy maybe or around 100 nationally? I don't know if he's changed his commitment, but I think he's still Texas. So that's, a, I mean, we can go on and on. There's so many, there's yeah. just so many guys all over. And you can go to, uh, you know, even a school like Stratford, you don't think about uh, football with them. They have got so much talent this year. They got a quarterback, I mean, a tight end named Hawkins Pauly, 6'4", 220. He's going to Baylor. Their quarterback, who's the son of the head coach, Todd Rankin, Nash Rankin, he's put up some huge numbers. And that's a fun team to go out, go out and watch is, is the Stratford Spartans right down the road at Tully Stadium, Spring Branch. So, I mean, you can just keep going all over the place and find guys to watch out for. Yeah, keep an eye also for Klein Forest wide receiver Jelani Watkins. Uh, he's another highly ranked guy nationally. So, yeah, it's just go, the list goes on and on. And, you know, Todd, since you and I have been doing this, these high school stadiums, I mean, you talk about changing. <laughs> it's, it seems like every year there's a new stadium that looks like a college stadium that's built somewhere in the Houston area. I think we have to change the rankings instead of uh, teams to stadiums, you know, <laughs> top 10. And you, you could have, you could have a pretty good debate. Uh, it may, maybe we don't get up to 10, but top six or seven, because, you know, 
one of the original beauties, I mean, which is still one of the beauties, is the uh, uh, Cyper FCU Stadium Berry Center um, in Cyprus. I mean, that's not a new stadium, but that thing, it looks like a college stadium. I mean, the way it's built, the architecture. But then you look at all the new stadiums. You know, we've all heard a lot about Legacy Stadium in Katy, and that is impressive. But it just go a uh, Freedom Field in uh, Alvin ISD. That is an outstanding stadium. It rivals any of them, and it's about four years old. CE King, their stadium. Have you, you've been to that one, haven't you? Oh yeah. Of, uh, that is something. Tom Ball just built the most gorgeous stadium you're ever going to see off of the Grand Parkway. I went to the playoff game last year where. Tomball defeated a Bridgeland, and that stadium is a beauty. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting a few others. The new Spring ISD Stadium, Planet Fortis, is nice. And then uh, there's just so many great stadiums. Uh, they exceed anywhere from 10 to 12 to 14,000, but the amenities, uh, they'll have a big student center or, comp- you know, it, it's just, it's really something. It, we do need to do the rankings on stadiums, and you can get some hot debate right there. At Tomball Stadium, I was there for its big grand opening, and they had a halftime fireworks show that rivaled anything that you would have seen on July 4th. <laughs> I think it must have gone on for 15 or 20 minutes with the finale and the whole thing, and it was it was unbelievable. I, I, I want to take you away from football for just a bit before we close things out because there's a football, a non-football story that just uh, – unreal is you and I did a story back in the day on Brittany Griner when she was just this shy young freshman at Nimitz high school, but already dunking basketballs and very frustrated and upset about what's happened in, in Russia for her. Do you remember much about meeting Brittany, Brittany for that first time and, and seeing her do what she did? Cause it, it just, it's indelible, right? She was just uh, a woman among girls, I guess you could say. Uh, she was a phenomenal, uh, yeah, she was very quiet. And I remember we did, uh, we had our awards at the TV station, which we called the Slammies. And, uh, and she was obviously our girls, it was our basketball awards TV show we did. And she was our girls basketball player of the year, but she was very shy and and family wanted to protect her. So when we did her award, we kind of had to clear out to remember we had to clear out the studio. So there wouldn't be a lot of distraction. She was very nice. And it, it's really, it's, it's mind boggling that she's stuck in that, in that jail there in Russia for, for nothing, obviously. Um, so hopefully that will resolve itself soon, but no, I just remember her being a, a great player and, you know, Nimitz, uh, I was, I went to go video a boys basketball game there last year and I hadn't been to the gym. I don't think since, interviewing Brittany or one of her games and the gym hasn't changed you know it's just this old little gym in back of the high school and it's hard to believe that there's so much tradition and greatness uh that comes out of that little gym and uh, I don't remember if there were any banners in recognition of Brittany up there but um you know just started there at that little gym and we'll see what happens and hopefully they get her out of there soon yeah, and basketball, I mean, you and I have covered, well, it was a little before my time, but, you know, between you and I, we've covered TJ Ford and Emeka Okafor 
and Jimmy Butler. And I mean, just the, that list is just a, is amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. You could, we, we could do another show on basketball. I mean, and you can go on and on. I mean, Justice Winslow, De'Aaron Fox. I mean, my gosh. And then back in the day, Juwan McCullen with that Milby team that went 37 and 0 and won the national, were ranked number one in the nation. That was one of the greatest teams and greatest group of guys and coach and anything you'd ever want in basketball. Daniel Jones from Gibson, you know, Daniel Gibson from Jones, sorry. Uh, I mean, yeah, you could just go on on with the, uh, with the basketball players. So we've, we've been very fortunate to cover these guys over the years. And luckily it's all, it's just, you know, Houston's just a, it's a hotbed for all sports. You know, you can just go on and on and Cat Osterman and softball. And you look at all the great track guys we've had out of here and, and baseball and, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. So, but right now we're footballs. I'm looking at a guy right now that fouled off a pitch against Cat Osterman, right? It Todd? was a moment of greatness. And I think, I think that video is, is that it on, uh, it's it's available. It's out there on Facebook, and it may even be. I saw it not too long ago, but it was one of my great moments in my sporting career. Yeah, you know, no I, foul, I had a foul tip off Cat uh, Osterman. No big deal. And she <laughs> she she made it easy. You know, back then the softball the rules were different. The mound was closer. They they changed the rules because these pitchers were so dominant. They put it back like four feet and they lowered it. And uh, you could, nobody, nobody could. Remember we did that story with Pat Osterman. The infielder said they can just kind of sit down and hang out while she was pitching. There really wasn't anything for them to do. Yeah, it's just uh, unreal. I'm, I'm, I'm a little frustrated because I just missed Cat Osterman. I just missed Vince oh, you, Young. You, you were, you, oh, you missed. Oh, that's right. Because you were, you were a 2000 and what? What time? What year did you start with us? I, I think I started. I might have started working freelance for you in 2002 for a little bit, but 2003 is when I really got rolling with the show and, and high school sports live back in the day, and uh, just a lot of fun times. And you know, I miss I miss working with you, and I miss what we did over there. And is I, I felt like, you know, the the best thing about uh, what we did is we were, you know, I think the the people watching the show might not have understood it. But we were about as objective as anybody. So it wasn't a particular team that we would focus on. You know, we, we didn't go to Katie North Shore nonstop. We tried to hit as many as we could. But more importantly, we hit all the sports. I mean, Todd, I'm so proud of the fact that it wasn't just football and basketball. We, we covered baseball, softball, volleyball. You, you still do that. But I mean, what, you know, to, to, to cover all those sports and track and, cross country and everything. We tried to get a little bit of everybody, even hockey occasionally or a lacrosse story or something like that. It was the first show of its kind, uh, I think, in in the area and maybe in the state or or, or beyond. You know, an hour live uh, Friday night at 11 o'clock and covering all sports. We'd have a team come in live. I remember the very first team we had on the show was the Madison Marlins, November 10th, 2000. And 2000. Uh, the Madison Marlins came in after a big win at 11 at night. I don't think you could, I don't, it's not so easy to do <laughs> anymore these days, but they, I forgot who they played. And uh, that was a team that uh, Vince Young was on and coach head coach, Ray Seals, legendary coach, one of the most beloved coaches of all time in Houston, certainly for HISD and brought his guys in and, 
So we'd have teams run in crazy uh, 11, 11, 30 at night. They'd be coming to the studio. Invariably, they would get lost because they couldn't find our office building. That was kind of expected every week. <laughs> but eventually they got there. So, uh, you know, it, it was a great time. And just uh, and the, the great thing is when I get to see these athletes 15, 20, 10, 15, 20 years later, they, they all remember it, you know. Hey, I was with you. We did. A, you came to our school, and you know, no matter if they're superstars now, they always kind of have that memory. So it's very, it's very rewarding to to have been a part of that. Yeah, I remember towards the end of our run there, Twitter was just getting started. This was all pre, all this social media. You know, YouTube was was there, so we had YouTube. But you know, I, I was telling the bosses like, hey, yeah, we need to have a Twitter presence. We need to do stuff for Twitter. We got to do. And and they were looking at me, Todd. I don't know if you remember this. They looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what are you talking about? This is this is nothing. It's not going anywhere. Whatever. And 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 here we are. You know, thirteen years later, and it's as, it's a it's still a big deal. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to keep up. <laughs> if you want to follow Todd on Twitter, that sets me right up. Uh, I can set myself up here. It's it's at Todd Freed. It's at H Town HSS for H Town High School Sports. Remind everybody one more time when and where to catch your show every week. All right. So Saturday night, last year we were at 1030. We've moved up 30 minutes. So I really like this time slot. Uh, it's right after the nine o'clock news on CW 39, 10 p.m. Saturday night is the original airing of the show. Uh, we kick it off this week. We have highlights of a lot of big games. We talk about North Shore, the Woodlands, Dickinson, Atascacita, Crosby, C.E. King. Uh, you know, one game and two teams I want to give kudos to, Shadow Creek and Manville will play for the first time ever uh, this Friday night. So that's kind of a historic game. They're in the same school district. They've never played each other. So that's going to be one of the games to watch out for. I meant to mention that earlier, but uh, better late than never. So anyway, so we'll have that, lots more, Saturday night at 10 p.m. And then the show replays Monday through Thursday on HTT Sportsnet. Typically right before Astros pregame shows or then in the Rockets around 5.30 or so. It, it varies by a half hour or so, but uh, plenty of chances to see the show. And, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel and all that all our content goes there as well. H-Town High School Sports, it's where your future stars are born. It's where you can see people before they go, come to the, go to the NBA or the NFL or, you know, Major League Baseball. It's a, it's a great watch. Thanks so much for doing the show, Todd. Always fun to have you. All right, thanks. Thanks for having me on, and we'll see you later. We'll see you at the games. <laughs> You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.